Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so that you can save more and spend less, and don't let anyone ever rip you off. And you can follow me at facebook.com slash Clark Howard. Coming up in just a few minutes, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is under direct assault, but there's still things that they are doing that are there to aid you as a consumer. I want to make sure you know where when you're having a problem and when you can turn to them and how you do it to get help when you're having a problem with a bank or a credit card company or student loan company or something like that. And coming up yet later, new report out from Consumer Reports on the used vehicles and 80% of vehicle purchases are for used vehicles, the used vehicles that have proven to be the most reliable for you to look at buying. Hint for you, the list of recommended to buy used vehicles is much shorter than the list of used vehicles to avoid. We are still picking up pieces that will actually be there for years from the massive Equifax data breach that now the newest numbers it's somewhere around 147 to 148 million Americans were affected with their personal information in the hands of crooks. And that's why there's been such an uptick, apparently, in problems with identity theft since the Equifax hack of last year. Well, the most effective thing you can do it doesn't solve everything but it does a lot is credit freeze and in the aftermath of the equifax hack the number of americans that have done credit freezes is very very small leaving most of us vulnerable to someone taking over your identity and having a field day pretending they're you one of the barriers has been that in a number of states, the cost of credit freeze is quite high. It's crazy that you would have to pay in the first place to control access to your own information and how it's used. Because the credit bureaus build these dossiers on us, package us, and sell our information without our knowledge and consent off over and over and over again. That's how they make their money, is by being domestic spies. And then, without our permission, selling everything off. Well, with credit freeze, you keep them from, you don't stop them from building the dossier, but you keep them from selling it off. You also prevent anybody who steals your identity from being able to uh, buy things as if they're you. To buy a car using your name and identity, um, getting new credit as if they're you, getting a new cell phone as if they're you, you shut all that down cold with credit freeze. And even though in most states you have these ridiculous fees to freeze and thaw your credit, it's still been worth it. But now, in a bipartisan move in the Congress, it looks like we're really close to having free credit freezes across the 50 states. Now, the way Washington works, the free credit freezes come with a problem for you and me as consumers, 
and that as part of it, the Congress will eliminate the ability for states to impose additional rules on the credit bureaus that would make your and my information safer. And so, I mean, I obviously don't feel good about that, but having it as a uniform procedure where you're able to freeze and thaw your credit for nothing is great. The reason I love credit freeze so much is that if you do it online, it's easy. Doesn't take much time at all. And when you need to thaw your credit because you're applying for a loan somewhere or you're shopping your auto insurance or something like that, it's a really easy streamlined procedure. Might take you a minute to thaw your credit and then it'll be available usually in 15 seconds, although sometimes it might take an hour or two, but usually it's in seconds that your credit is available for you to be able to use as you need, and then it goes back to frozen so that a criminal is not able to assume your identity. Just expect that today, with all the various data breaches that have occurred, that at some point, somehow, someone would be in a position to steal your identity and use it for their benefit and your harm. And that's why, again, you can't protect yourself from everything. But doing a credit freeze is the best thing you can do right now. And a question I've already been asked today is, since it looks likely that Congress is going to proceed with making credit freezes free eventually, I don't know the effective date of when freezes would be free, should you go ahead and spend the money now or should you wait till they're free? Cheap guy says, go ahead and pay the ripoff fee that may be required in your state. And if you look at my credit freeze guide at clark.com slash Equifax, I'll walk you through all the steps you should take to monitor your identity and to freeze your credit as part of fighting back against the hackers that want to just get rich off of your hard work and your good credit history. Craig is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, how you doing? Hello, Clark. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Well, I make, great. I make, and, I make and save a lot of money every year. Well, I am so strategy. glad that you save a lot of money. Doesn't that feel good? Yes, especially with the cashback cards. It's free money. Which cashback card have you been using? I use for gas and travel the Sam's Club MasterCard. So you earn 5% on gas, 3% on travel? Yes, sir. And then the Fidelity Express Visa Rewards card for everything else. 2% cash back on everything else. Yes, sir. Straight into a Roth IRA. All right. See, you're a genius because the math shows that if you are someone who's a net payer, you pay your credit card bills in full, that typically two reward cards in combination will earn you far more cash or miles or whatever the course of the year versus a single card. So you're doing it just yeah, right. Yeah, I feel like, I'm, I'm sorry, I feel like they're going to dump me at some point. Why? I'm not really, because I'm not ever paying any interest. And so no, no, no. giving you know, me money every year. No, no, no. I'm not they're, giving them back anything. They're doing fine because the credit card company is 
really taking advantage of the stores and restaurants and airlines and hotels that you use your cards at, that they're making their money in the merchant fees. And also, oh, even yeah. though you pay in full every month, there are a lot of people who have a cash back card who intend to pay in full but don't. And mm-hmm. so they're making enormous interest on those individuals plus all the merchant fees. And so they okay. figure at some point you're you're a net payer. At some point you might run a balance or forget to pay a bill one month and they're going to score that interest from you too. So they're not going to kick you to the curb. Okay, that's good to hear because I really enjoy it. Well, um, you have a question not related to credit cards, though, don't you? No, sir, not at all. Uh, I've been actually going back and forth with my boss about this issue, and I'm trying to figure out if there's any downfalls with booking flights, cars, and hotels through what I'll call a meta search engine. Which one? Uh, Let's get specific here. Whether it be Kayak, Priceline, Expedia, Hotel Tonight, okay, all the above. All right, so uh, you mentioned one in particular that is different than the others, and that's Kayak. And I actually have put out a consumer alert about Kayak that you have to be very, very wary of. Kayak does a great job with the uh, meta search of airfares, hotel prices, car rental rates, and all that. But the problem with Kayak is they're not discriminating against rip-off travel sites. So they're just, whoever will pay them referral fees, it seems, they just look the other way. So you may find uh, when you're doing an airfare search, especially on airfare for international, you may find that they give a result that's the cheapest at, who knows who airfare booking site and so you Mm -hmm. click through to that and your heartache and nightmare may begin right then and there because a lot of those sites that they refer you to for airfare also for hotel foreign or domestic are complete ripoffs either they are uh, right on the verge of being full scams or they're just horrendous customer no service organizations so what i suggest anytime you see a referral to what looks like a screaming deal on kayak before you ever click through to purchase i want you to go read reviews of that site and do something really negative like go to whatever search engine you use google whatever and put in the name of a booking site and put the word ripoff next to it okay and you'll see all the people that hate them (laughs) and read what they have to say and you may well see that those people aren't sour grapes people there's a real problem okay yeah he was more concerned he's concerned about the protections from the standpoint of if you need to reschedule yeah okay so with um let's take you mentioned priceline So on Priceline, most of what you do on Priceline are non-refundables. So it doesn't matter. You may get a much cheaper rate on Priceline, especially hotels is their largest area. You may get a tremendous deal on hotels. But if your plans change, you forfeit the money. And you have to know that's how it works. 
So the actual hotel can come and say, well, hey, we noticed that you all went through Priceline. Sorry, there's nothing we can do. No, 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 no. You pay Priceline when you book uh, most of the hotels you book through Priceline, and they are fully non-refundable at that point. Priceline gets its cut, the hotel gets its cut, and if you don't go, you get nothing. Now, what I recommend, and I don't know if either of the cards you use, the Sam's Club or the Fidelity, provide uh, refunds to you on travel if you have a qualified situation like a death in the family, an illness yourself. There are certain circumstances and cards that give you refunds on non-refundable travel for a covered reason. Uh, uh, The comparison is the Costco Visa card does that for people who buy travel through it. And so it just varies by card whether or not you have that kind of refundable privilege on non-refundable travel. But the weirdest thing about buying an airline ticket today on the three full fare airlines, American, United, and Delta, whether you buy it direct from one of their websites or you buy it third party, the change cancellation fee is normally higher than the actual ticket you buy in most cases. So the ticket is useless if you can't go no matter what on American, United, and Delta in most most circumstances, most cases. Political pendulum swing, and there's been a big rotation in how the people in Washington feel about protecting consumers from excesses by the banks and payday lenders and student loan lenders and all the rest. And so enforcement of rules and laws falls to something called the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. The protections that it offers consumers are pretty much in suspended animation in terms of rules and enforcement actions against financial institutions that cheat, commit crimes, the rest against consumers. And one of the shockers is the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau has become all buddy-buddy with payday lenders, the lenders that exploit desperation in people and charge typically 400 800% interest on short-term loans. But one thing I want to make sure you are aware of, in spite of the pendulum swing, is if you are having an individual problem trying to solve something with a bank, with your student loans, with a credit card company, any type of financial product, almost without exception, one of the areas that has been a big help to consumers is when you have a problem with a mortgage loan or your mortgage lender, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau takes individual complaints and what they do then is they send that complaint from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau to the financial institution and then they have to answer back what they're doing about the complaint you have And they also must answer you. Well, if you've been dealing with customer no-service bureaucracies at a bank, you instead deal with people in what they call an executive-level resolution team, which is just a fancy way of saying people who actually have the authority to solve problems. Not every problem is going to get solved, but if you've been beating your head against the wall with your credit card company, your lender, your mortgage company, 
whatever it is, know that you can go to consumerfinance.gov, click on consumer tools, or directly to the right in blue, there's a button that says submit a complaint right on the home screen, again at consumerfinance.gov. I know so many people who I have referred to filing a complaint at the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau who a problem they may have fought about for months, in some cases years, that seemed unsolvable suddenly is resolved after you file that complaint at consumerfinance.gov. So know that in spite of some of the changing of the culture in Washington, this is still a resource for you. It's great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show where you learn ways to keep more of what you make. Buying used cars is one of the ways you can make a big difference in the finances in your life. You can follow me at facebook.com slash Clark Howard. So vehicles are the second most expensive thing in our lives after housing costs. And for years, I've shared with you the math that was done by a guy who does financial planning and the numbers were so compelling. It found that the difference between someone buying a new car on a regular ownership cycle of people who buy new cars versus someone who keeps a new car a decade, and I didn't, then did the math that found it was also true if you bought used cars and kept them four years at a time, that that one change in your life, the only change required to make this work, is something that would allow you, if you buy cars that you actually drive for a long time or buy used and drive for a meaningful amount of time, that that one change versus a typical new car buyer allows you to retire five years earlier. Five years that your neighbor is setting an alarm clock and getting up and going to work every day and you are doing whatever you want to do. Whatever that is. Because you're in control of your own future because you didn't head to the new car lot all the time. So most of us buy used cars instead of new. And once a year, Consumer Reports puts out a list of the most reliable vehicles in each size category for four-year-old cars. They also do eight-year-old and 12-year-old. So I thought I'd hit you. It's going to take a minute, but I wanted to hit you in each size what vehicle is proven to be the most reliable in the first four years of ownership? Pickup trucks, Toyota Tacoma, luxury SUVs, Lexus RX, large SUVs, Toyota Sequoia, midsize SUVs, Toyota 4Runner. Oh my goodness, you realize every one of those vehicles? Lexus is also a Toyota brand. Small SUVs, Nissan Juke. Minivans, Toyota Sienna, sports cars, Porsche Cayman, Cayman, whatever it's called, obviously out of my league, um, luxury midsize and large cars, Lexus ES, luxury compact cars, Lexus IS, large cars, four, these are four years old, 
Hyundai Azera. Don't know what that is. Mid-sized cars, Toyota Camry. Compact and subcompact cars, Toyota Prius C. That's the miniaturized hybrid. So these are the ones that may not be, any of them may not be vehicles you're interested in, but if you look for what of all the brands, all the models, 40-year-old ones, the ones that have proven to be the absolute most reliable in each of these size categories and luxury levels, these are the ones. Now, there's a wider list if you get the April issue of Consumer Reports magazine of best-used vehicles that are in the budget most people buy. The, uh, you know, the average new car in the United States is 35000 but most people buy a used car at roughly half that with a few model years on it. And you can buy used vehicles that will prove to be very reliable for as little as five dollars or $6,000 on up, but Consumer Reports this year concentrated on vehicles that fit the typical profile of a used car buyer and from that point down in price. And so the list is, I'm just looking how many there are, 8, 12, 20, 24, 32, about, uh, about three dozen vehicles made the best used vehicle list and there's too many really to read on the air but you can certainly see it either buying the april auto issue of consumer reports magazine or buying one-time access to it it's very useful to you if you're looking at buying a used car because remember that's where 80 percent of the action is is the used car lot and buying what proves to be reliable on over time is by far in my mind the most important criteria when you're looking at a used vehicle eric is looking at a brand new tesla hi eric how are you doing hey clark how, how you doing good good what tesla are you looking at i'm looking at the model three you convinced my wife that the tesla was the way to go so i compromised with her and we put a model three on hold uh, we got pushed back. My delivery date was supposed to be early 2018. Now they're pushing it back to 2019. Right. So, so I wanted to ask you, is it still worth it? Will I still be able to get the credit in my local area? You will not uh, be able to get the federal tax credit likely next year. So it would be a $7,500 higher decision likely because uh, under current federal law, an automaker that does well-selling electric vehicles loses access to the consumer credit once they've sold a total of 200,000 or more electric vehicles. And so that was an incentive that the Congress offered to encourage automakers to make electric vehicles. And GM, with its um, Chevy Bolt, will probably be the next automaker that will also lose access to the $7,500 credit going to consumer. So you have to think that this will be $7,500 more than you were counting on for the Model 3. Gotcha. Now, what about the insurance on the Model 3? I don't have a VIN number, but I want to kind of calculate, you know, how much the insurance will be in. How do I calculate overall gas you know analysis cost and that and i'll be on electric okay so if you spend 
$35,000 on a Model 3 and you get no options on it, you'll be right at the cost of an average vehicle in the U.S., a new vehicle that people buy. But that's with no options on it at all. It means you can take it in any color as long as the color is black and you get no choice on interior, no choice on battery size, nothing for a straight $35,000. you will have a great car at that price. But in terms of what you save in energy, you'll save um, over the course of an ownership cycle, you'll save many thousands of dollars if you drive a typical driving pattern. Because the Tesla Model 3, I think, has um, a fuel economy equivalent of, is it 133 miles per gallon? Have you seen that number? It's something like that, Eric. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it basically costs nothing to run. There's no maintenance to do on an electric car. So you avoid all the maintenance costs you have with a gas engine car. But spending that kind of money on a car really is about your enjoyment. I was wrong. It's 131 miles per gallon equivalent. So I was off two miles per gallon. Sorry about that. But this is, buying a Tesla is a lifestyle choice. It's not about dollars and cents because there's always things you could buy cheaper. I mean, if you were just interested in affordable electric transportation, you'd buy a used Nissan Leaf, which you can buy right now for about seven or $8,000, and they cost nothing to run. Wow, okay. So, so the Tesla is not something you can convince yourself oh this is a smart purchase because of how much money i'm going to save by not buying gas it has to be because you want fun in your life which they are fun so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna make the argument about buying it because of saving money we're not in that time yet that's coming but right now it's a pretty pricey thing that you get to enjoy Tanya is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Tanya. Hi, Clark. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, Tanya. How can I be of service to you today? So I'm trying to uh, look into consolidating some high, high interest credit cards. And my question is, would it be better to possibly apply for a new credit card with an 18-month zero interest balance transfer? or to use maybe like a private peer-to-peer company for consolidation? Right. Well, that is, that's a great question that the answers determined. If you were to move money to a 0% offer, gave you 0% for a year and a half, could you pay off the debt or a substantial amount of it in the 18 months? Yes. If you that- could do that, then I'm a big fan of you doing the balance transfer. Okay, and my question with that is not knowing, I guess, if I apply for the credit card and the balance transfer, not knowing, I guess, what the amount that I'll be financed for. Right. Do you know what your current credit score is approximately? It fluctuates between 709 and 721. Over the last year, it's been fluctuating between those numbers. Okay, so you're kind of on the bubble about how much limit they'll give you with a score in the low 700s. It's very likely with a score in the low 700s, you'd be approved, 
but impossible to tell how much balance you'll be able to transfer over. So are you worried about the hit on your credit score from doing the application? Because that would then then affect what you would be able to do with Prosper or Lending Club if you you had uh, balance still out there. That that's a tough scenario you painted for me. I don't know that it would be a bad idea to apply. I think it would be fine actually. Let me let me put it straight out. It would be fine for you to apply for that eighteen month zero percent. Is there a four percent balance transfer fee on it? Uh, most of them do have the four percent um, transfer fee, but there I believe there was one that was offering uh, for the first six months a zero percent. Um, transfer fee. Okay. So if you were to go ahead and transfer over whatever balance they would approve, let a couple of months pass, you'll probably see some recovery from your credit score for the new credit application. Mm-hmm. And then you could do Prosper Lending Club for potentially much of the remaining balance left on the old cards at the high interest rates. Okay, okay, so so go for the balance transfer first, pay off what I can pay off with that, and then go through Prosper Lending Club. Yeah, and you could wait. You don't have to wait the 18 months. I mean, just in a few months, you'll see some okay. recovery from your credit score from this new credit app. And okay. then if you're at 720, you would be considered to be a good credit risk with Prosper Lending Club, and you'd probably be good to go doing uh, funding there that would pay off the remaining credit card balances on the ones that are ticking away at the high interest rate. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much. That was that was my question. And I did want to ask you, are you monitoring your score on Credit Sesame or Credit Karma? I do, but I, I mainly monitor it through my bank. Oh, so each month you get your uh, their version of the FICO score correct that's perfect that's great okay and that variation you talked about that seems to be about 12 points Mm -hmm. from low to high the likely reason for that variation is based on percent of available credit you're using would lead to a change in your score month to month in that kind of general range okay yeah i was wondering why it fluctuate like you know why it does that but i've noticed over the last year it you know it's fluctuating between those two numbers 709 and 721 yes simply based on the balance each 30 days that's what causes that shift this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance hey listeners whether you love true crime or comedies celebrity interviews news or even motivational speakers you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue right and guess what now you can call the shots on your auto insurance too Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. William is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, William. How are you doing today? 
I'm doing great. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you. William, you want to escape from having to try to remember a million different usernames and passwords everywhere that you go on the internet. Isn't that right? Yes. By the way, uh, my wife is your biggest fan. She's oh, thank been listening you. to you for years, and you have impacted the way we do things. Wow, I hope for the better, not the worse. I think so. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, between our <clears throat> personal and uh, some of my business and what have you, uh, I just finished cleaning it up. I have 38 passwords because I believe in compartmentalizing things to try to reduce the risks associated with uh, hacking. I'm a bit paranoid about that. And what I'd like to do, it's not so much a matter of trying to remember them all, but where can I put them into a safe uh, vault, if you will, so that uh, uh, to preclude somebody else having access to them? Well, you and my wife both are so good at this. My wife has a unique password for every single place she has to register a password different one at every one i absolutely agree and the downside of that is when she can't remember what the password was at a site (laughs) so there's uh two services out there that work on freemium business models where you're able to let them manage your passwords for you and have a unique password at every website you only have to remember one complicated master password and that's all it takes for you to unlock all of them and it's it's the easiest way when you want to create uniqueness that won't create a trail that a criminal would be able to exploit across websites one of them is called dash lane d-a-s-h lane and the other is called LastPass. I'm sorry, what was that last? Last, L-A-S-T-P-A-S-S. Okay. And so Dashlane has a free service, and then they have a premium. The premium is 40 bucks a year. Mm-hmm. And then LastPass does it a different way. They have a one-user account that's $24 a year, and then they have a six-user account for a family that you have up to six family members if you don't just go adopt some right now. And that is $48 a year. And then they have uh, what they call LastPass Free, which is a more limited thing, kind of like Dashlane's free offering. Well, based on, based on the experience that we're all familiar with, and you were just talking earlier about uh, the various credit agencies, and by the way, we have frozen our credit. Well, uh, that is great, and I'm sorry we are out of time here. I'm sorry I'm missing the last of your comments, but I think you're already doing a great thing by using three dozen different passwords. This may be an improvement, though. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for tuning in to the Clark Howard Show today. And if you're like me, you like deals, well, we got our deal diggers hard at work at ClarkDeals.com that help you save money day in and day out. We work around the clock to find the best deals for your wallet, 
and they're on a variety of consumer items. Check out ClarkDeals.com. 